From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're talking about the conflict cycle in your marriage and what you can do about it. And as we talk about conflict, I just want to share a quote that I actually wrote um, in the newest release, The Six Pillars of Intimacy, Conflict Resolution, The Secret to Breaking the Conflict Cycle in Your Marriage. And in the book, I say, you repeat what you don't repair. And just as laying the foundation for today's episode, I just want you to think about that in regard to your own conflict cycle that you do repeat what you don't repair. But as we jump into today's show, we start every episode. And yes, I did say show and episode. He just gave me a look. It's an episode. <laughs> I know. I know. You'll get a kiss after. Uh, with with a hug. And it, a hug is really an opportunity for us to, to celebrate the insights that you gain in your marriage, to see the transformation that you have, to, to learn where you're taking action and creating new outcomes for your marriage. And this hug actually comes from an Amazon review that we received on the new book that says, in the past, I have read marriage books and felt like there was too much to change and everything is my fault. And me and my husband would actually go into a conflict cycle, new language, now that I have this book. But this book was different. I could see the cycle and then choose to stop it. Just hard stop right there for a second. That's what we want for each and every one of you, mm-hmm. that ability to have that type of awareness. She goes on to say, it brought awareness with easy steps to change the cycle. Issues can be landmines or gold mines is such a great way to look at conflict. Another quote that was so valuable, the goal of fighting is to have a winner and a loser. The goal of mining is to discover treasure. Conflict can help you get to the valuable core of yourself and your spouse so the union grows stronger. And that's really, you know, as we were talking about your conflict cycles, we're jumping into today's episode. That's our goal for each and every one of you, that that as you start to understand your conflict cycle and what's happening in your marriage, you develop this awareness. Yeah. And if you want to pick up the book, The Six Pillars of Intimacy, Conflict Resolution, you can go get it right now at conflictresolutionbook.com. And I'll also have a, a link here in the episode notes for you. You know, it, it's been interesting as this book has come to, you know, this place it's actually a book is kind of like a baby you know and i've shared this before that you know it seems like a really good idea at the start it's a lot of fun to start writing a book and then you have like these months in between where you're kind of like why was this a good idea and you're feeling uncomfortable and there's a lot of work and then you get to the point where you know it's like your due date and today is actually as this podcast is being first released today is the due date the birth date of this book yep it's the official release and you know we've been doing some interviews already in regard to the book and a lot of people have said hey you know, did this book come out of how you and Tony do conflict? Is this like, is this kind of like biographical and, or autobiographical? And I said, well, yes, because we always weave who we are mm-hmm. into the books that we write. But more importantly, for those of you that don't know, I have been a marriage coach for the last 10 years. I've helped, you know, somewhere in the vicinity of about 500, between 500 and 600 clients over that time. And yeah, I, I was trying to figure out the other day, I'm like, how many hours have like coaching hour and it's, it's well into the thousands Mm -hmm. at this point in time. And what you need to know, like this book, and even us talking in this particular episode about conflict, every 
every session that I do of marriage coaching has some conflict. Mm. That so it is the most common thread through the coaching that I do. I, I was telling one uh, host last week when we were being interviewed, like nobody comes and schedules a session with a marriage coach to just be like, "Hey, we're we're great. We got nothing. Like we're so good. We got nothing to talk about." People people don't do that, right? Never. And so so this book, you know, and sharing around your conflict cycle, I, I want you to know that it doesn't matter what pillar of intimacy is a struggle for the two of you. It doesn't matter if, you know, with my coaching clients, if it's their first session or their 10th session, conflict always gets discussed. And so it's having that, those tools and really being able to understand what does it look like for you to be able to understand your conflict cycles? Because just like I opened this episode, you repeat what you don't repair. Mm-hmm. Tony and I did that for years. Oh, absolutely. For years, because we didn't know one that we could repair our conflict cycle. We didn't even know that we were in these cycles. It was just like, well, this is, maybe you've said this, this is who we are. Mm-hmm. This, oh, this is who I am. This is who I am. This is how you fight. This is how I fight. This is how dysfunctional you are. This is, you know, we very rarely ever say this is how dysfunctional I am. It's always so much easier to talk about how dysfunctional your spouse is. But what we've learned over the years is that conflict doesn't have to be this destructive force in our marriage. There's a reason that the, you know, that one review talked about the quote that I have in there that issues can either be landmines or gold mines. Issues, you can substitute in the word conflict there, has two two choices, right? It'll either blow up your marriage and make it just completely like destruct, or you can use it as this opportunity to go, what can we learn about one another? And in the early years of our marriage, it was just all the conflict was totally a destructive force. Mm-hmm. It was all the landmines. We thought about like when I look back, probably to our first you want to say first decade, mm-hmm. give or take? Um, we fought about everything in different points. We fought about our sex life or lack thereof. Um, we fought about the fact that we didn't know how to fight well. We fought about our children. We fought about finances. Mm-hmm. That right there, We fought about dating one another, like going on dates, spending time together or not spend. Like you could pretty much look at every pillar of intimacy and we would fight about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even physical intimacy, holding hands, oh, yeah. kissing, touching one another in a non-sexual way. Absolutely. We had many of times throughout those years, and still at times now, we are not perfect. We are still growing and learning. And yet in that first decade of our marriage, the conflict over the littlest thing would take us from a place of start to escalation to boiling point to a place of possible resolution, or we would just sort of like leave each other alone for about 48 or 72 hours and hope that each of us or one of us forgot about it. Mm -hmm. And then we would walk on our merry way until we hit another landmine. Yeah. And it's, it's so crazy to think about like, in a sense, there's a whole decade of our life that we just weren't doing marriage really well. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that that's kind of a crazy thought that like we didn't know what we didn't know. And we didn't, you know, it was just kind of accepted. And I think it's even more accepted now that conflict is just like, it's just what happens. And we've said many times on this show that, you know, or especially over the last few years, I think it's just been really acceptable that it's been made more acceptable that conflict is a part of life. And, you know, if you have different opinions of somebody, like just be louder or be silent or do whatever. And, and your way is always the right way. Instead of saying, wait, how do we actually get to, how do we get to this place of resolution? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Or are we just always shoving things 
and, and maybe you've done this, we've done it, just kind of shoving things under the carpet, ignoring the big old elephant or herd of elephants that are sitting in your living room or your bedroom or wherever and just going, you know what, that's just the way it is. And the reality is that you don't just have to be stuck in this place where everything just kind of just goes back to status quo and you don't resolve things. Tony, you know, he said it, we still have conflict. We absolutely do. How we process it and handle it is much different now. Oh yeah. I mean, as we have done our own work individually and in t- and together, looking at our conflict cycle, conflicts that would be in the early years, you know, days, maybe would fester for weeks because mm-hmm. neither of us wanted to come back and approach it. Now we can be in a place where we can get into an argument, a disagreement, and we can be through that in an hour, sometimes less, mm-hmm. sometimes a little more, just depending on what it is. But it's because we took what we're sharing here in the conflict resolution and in this book and we put it to practice and we begin to learn it and we begin to use it that we can decrease that time Mm -hmm. and go, oh, wow, now 26 years into this thing called marriage, we're sort of humming along. Doesn't mean we don't get into those arguments. Believe me, we still have children. We still have a business we run. We, we still have we're still family. married. Like we like still we don't even need those parents. other things. <laughs> I mean, we have we have so many different things still going. Finances still going on. Sex life in, in our sexual intimacy changing as we get older. So there are still things that are happening. It's just how we approach it and how we are able to get through that and actually get to resolution. Mm-hmm. And that's the goal, right? You know, it was interesting even preparing for this particular episode, you know, thinking about the six pillars of intimacy. And for those of you that maybe you're brand new and you haven't heard that term before, uh, the six pillars of intimacy are emotional, physical, financial, spiritual, recreational, and sexual intimacy. And, you know, some of you right now are thinking, okay, gosh, yeah, this this one pillar is the one that we always seem to get stuck on. And, and we ask the one family, you know, hey, what, where do you get stuck? Where do you find the most conflict? And the top three in the one family are your, are the sexual intimacy pillar, financial intimacy, and emotional intimacy in that order. Okay. And, uh, you know, it, it's not just enough to know where people are fighting. It, it's what are those fights about? And I think I want to share with you the responses that we got when we did this poll or asked this question last week on Instagram. One, because I think you're going to see yourself in these responses. But two, it's also important to know like the fact that you're not alone. So many times in a coaching session, you know, a couple will talk about what they're fighting about or where they've got conflict. And and I, I just have to pause them and say, hey, you're not the only couple on the planet that's fighting about this, that's struggling with this area that hasn't figured out a solution yet. Some of the fights, um, as you guys shared with us, lack of involvement. And if you think about any of the six pillars, lack of involvement or lack of engagement in that, likely going to cause cause conflict. Um, your needs not being met, lack of consistency, inability to express yourself, frequency. That one often it likely is around either emotional intimacy or sexual intimacy. If there mm-hmm. are frequency fights, not having shared beliefs. Mm-hmm. What counts as romance or initiating? enthusiasm for whatever pillar mm-hmm. is being discussed or, or you know, worked on spending and budgeting. Those clearly are financial intimacy, but they can trickle over into your other pillars, budgeting, lack of orgasm. Oh, I said budgeting twice. Um, but I, some of you right now, even just hearing that list are like, Oh my gosh, 
That's us. That's where we've been. And, and you've got to take it one step further. What's the impact mm-hmm. that not being able to resolve the conflict, what's the impact that these types of fights are having on your marriage? Because if you're just like, oh yeah, this is what we fight about and, and you know, these are the pillars and this is what we fight about, but you're not taking that next step to go, hold on, how is this impacting us? You might be missing your motivation for why we have to do something different. Yeah, that's, a, that's really good. Because here's what, here's what your peers had to say. It feels like we're not on the same team or we're not working as a team. There's a lack of talking for days. Mm. Resentment builds. We never seem to get to a resolution. There's a lot of stress. Feels like we're in a standoff. Been mm. there. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I didn't write these responses. Um, these all came from the one family, but literally I can see our marriage in, in each, each one, one of these. Yeah. Uh, anger. Mm-hmm. less sex uh, guys I'm sharing Tony and I are sharing all of these things with you because when you start to when you start connecting the dots okay which pillar are we you know dealing with most often what are we fighting about and how does this make us feel there starts to be this agitation like one host was saying in an interview you kind of agitated me with this book and I'm like good it, it doesn't actually bother me that Tony and I, whether it's on the podcast or in a book, agitate you. Because when you start to see these patterns, mm-hmm. when you get a little agitated going, oh, that's us. When you recognize the disconnect, then you have the catalyst to do something different. You have the catalyst to say it's time to take action. You have the catalyst mm-hmm. to say, you know what? What can I do? And what can we do differently? A- and that's, that's really important. Because status quo isn't serving most marriages. Like, I'm just... It's not. There's a reason that people reach out for help. Because status quo, doing things the way they've been doing them for, for two years, for 10 years, for 30 years, has led to this widening gap of disconnect where the conflicts seem like they're just coming over and over again. And you're like, how do I get off the crazy train? And I'm not saying either one of you are crazy. Please, I did not say that. Like just nobody send me an email saying, Lisa, you just called us crazy. No, he didn't. The crazy train is that cycle. Mm. It's that conflict cycle that you're like, wait a minute, this isn't working for us. What happened to the love? What happened to the relationship that we had way back when? What does this look like? I I get it. Mm -hmm. Tony and I struggled. Guys, some of you tell us about you listening to our early episodes and I will tell you a lot of conflict there. Oh, we, we would play out the conflict cycle in those early episodes some 13 years ago. And literally, you know, that, that, how do I want to say this? Those episodes have brought us to where we are today in our marriage, 13 13 years later, because we had to learn. We had to learn about that conflict cycle. We didn't call it that back then because we didn't know it back then, but now we can look back. And so if you're willing to step in, Mm-hmm. Now, where could you be? Mm-hmm. Where could you be in a year? You don't have to take 13 years like we did. You could do it in six months. Maybe for some of you, maybe a little bit longer. And yet, what could happen if you step into this and go, you know what? We're going we're gonna to deal with the conflict that's happening in our marriage. Mm-hmm. We want conflict resolution. We want to understand that cycle. And so we can have the extraordinary marriage we desire. Absolutely. And you know, we need to talk about how 
how to interrupt it, how to change this, how to break the cycle. And we're going to do that after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're back. And we're talking about how the two of you can take action when it comes to the conflict in your marriage. And I want to, I think I said earlier in this episode, but if I didn't, I'm going to say it again and say it here. The, the goal isn't to have a conflict-free marriage. You two are are two different people. You see the world differently. It is okay to have conflict in your marriage. It actually, I was sharing this with somebody last week, it actually scares me when a couple tells me they never fight because I get really concerned that they aren't actually engaging with one another Mm -hmm. and that there's a lack of care and concern about the marriage. And I would say there was a time in our marriage where that was the case. Oh yeah, it was scary. Mm -hmm. We were just totally disengaged. The idea behind even talking about conflict, behind talking to all of you about your conflict cycle is to equip you to move through that process faster. Like Tony and I said, we still fight. We still have what we refer to as conflicts, disagreements, strong discussions. I don't care what phrase you all use. It's how we get through it and how we've been able to minimize the collateral damage that our conflict has in our marriage, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, in the book, um, Six Pillars of Intimacy, Conflict Resolution, Breaking the Conflict Cycle in Your Marriage. I know it's a long title. Don't worry about it. Go to chapter five. Because in chapter five, I lay out for each and every one of you the same conflict cycle with diagrams and everything that I use with my individual coaching clients, right? Because when you get into this place, Coming back to the the quote that I opened the episode with, you repeat what you don't repair. Well, you have to know what your patterns are. Mm-hmm. Until you know, and, and don't just, like I know some of you are rolling your eyes at me right now and you're like, oh, at least I know how we fight. Yeah, I know you do. Still put it down on paper. In fact, better yet, download the companion workbook that comes with the book so you can actually just do this all together and it's all nice and pretty and you can see it side by side. But it's been a game changer for my coaching clients to see what this looks like, to take husband and wife and lay it down and understand what the patterns are, understand what the thoughts are behind what's happening between the two of them. 
because I know, I know, I know, I know, because I'm married to Tony and we've had this dynamic in our marriage. I know you think you know what's going on inside your spouse's head. I know you think you know exactly what every look means, I, what every eye roll, what every big sigh does. But when you're actually in conflict, I'm just going to put it out there. Your awareness of what's happening with other people kind of gets a little tainted by your own flood of emotions. Mm. That's good. You see the world differently. You literally see and hear the world differently because of how your nervous system is being activated when you're in conflict. You experience the world differently. It's why I can sit across from a couple and they're telling me about a fight and his version and her version, there have been times when I've ended a session, I'm like, I don't even know if they were in the same room when that happened. Because the perceptions are so different. Mm. The patterns that each one of them are seeing and experience. And until you diagram that, until you understand exactly what the conflict cycle looks like in your marriage, you're playing this crazy guessing game. It's been a game changer for us. And you guys know we don't put anything out for the one family that we haven't actually used ourselves. It's just not what we do. But it's getting into this place of saying, what can I learn about myself and about my spouse? Because if you're just in this place when the two of you are doing conflict that you're like on autopilot, (laughs) you're just on autopilot. You, You can't affect change if you're not taking yourself out of autopilot and actively engaging in breaking the conflict cycle and choosing different actions and choosing different responses and saying, what am I going to do here? For those of you that are familiar with the first book, what was a favorite phrase that I used in that book? What can I do? Absolutely. Same is true in the first six pillars. Same is true in the second six pillars. What can I do? How can I show up differently? How can I respond differently? What, what can I do in terms of saying, hey, you know what? Maybe we need to actually schedule this conversation. Instead of just, you know, like bombarding somebody when they come in the door. That's a big one. That right there actually does pull down a lot of conflict for couples. Maybe we need a coach Mm. because we haven't figured out all the skills that we need on our own and we need someone else to show us skills. Maybe I need to develop strategies on being able to express myself using a tool like the emotion wheel to be like, hey, what am I really feeling? Maybe I'm not just going to present anger to my spouse, but I'm going to get a little deeper in the weeds of my own self and say, you know what? I'm feeling really overwhelmed at everything that we've got going on right now. And that's a good point. You know what? I'm going to put a link here for an emotion wheel in the episode notes because the two go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And as Elisa was just saying that, I was like, oh, wow. You know, because if we just use the typical angry, sad, Happy. happy, the six core feelings, we can present ourselves to our spouse and use a word that isn't landing mm. because within like mad or angry is mad. It could be embarrassment. It could be many different things on why that is happening. Elisa just handed me the wheel and I just want to look at anger real quick. It's a blue. Yep. So, I mean, in anger... I could be frustrated. I could be critical. I could be threatened. I could be hurt. Anger and hurt are vastly different words, by the way, when, when they're presented. I was just going to say, because hurt I know is on there. And if you go back to the core emotions, I know there's um, anger, fear, and sadness are three core emotions. Yes. Each one of those can be a result of being hurt. But if you can't identify 
one step further, then you might not actually be addressing the real pain. Well, and that's what I was going to say from hurt. I'm devastated. I'm embarrassed. Uh huh. You know, and conflict is coming up because I got embarrassed. I remember many a times when we were young marrieds, I would get angry at Elisa because she embarrassed me in a way in front of friends, in front of colleagues, in front of family. And the emotion was anger. Mm. And I would tell her, I'm angry at you. Well, why are you angry? Because you did this. But deep down inside, I was, I was embarrassed. I was hurt by her words, by her actions. Had I had an emotion wheel to look at it, I would have been able to tell her that. Had I had the conflict cycle next to me and we could have gone through that and understood it, life would have changed. So I'm going to, I'm going to put that in here. I think it's a really cool companion. Um, the book's going to be available on Amazon. When you go to conflictresolutionbook.com. you can pick up one of these as well right there on Amazon. Well, and I think even as I was listening to you talk about being embarrassed and I I just want to say, um, first of all, we haven't, you haven't ever shared that with me before. So I thank you for sharing, um, and just telling me. Well, because it's like when we have these conversations, things come back to me that I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, I'm reliving that and I'm going, oh wow, that's what was going on back then. Like in, in it's in, in for, for me, it's ego, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you, when you hurt the ego, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you get flushes of mm-hmm. like those waves of just heat and I'm, and I'm like living back in those and going, oh wow, well that explains some of the reasons why I would lash out and and get upset at her. Well, and so first, I just want to say thank you for sharing that with me. And I know when we do these types of episodes, stuff comes up because Tony and I, it's not like we have a full in-depth conversation and then we record for all of you guys. It literally, this is all in the moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing I was thinking about there, and as you start to evaluate, you know, all of you start to evaluate where their patterns of conflict in your lives, what you're going to find, because we've already seen this um, with this book and with the material presented in the book is that it's not just in the marriage relationship. You know, as you were talking about being embarrassed, I, my thought when you landed on that word was I thought of all the times I got angry and engaged with our kids in a way that created conflict because I was embarrassed by their behaviors mm-hmm. or, you know, embarrassed by a work colleague. And I you presented that as anger and it became a fight in the work environment. And so what I want to, what I want to share with all of you is that you're going to, you're even even just seeing the title of this episode, your conflict cycle, it's likely going to stir up some stuff. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not with your spouse. Maybe you guys are in a place where you're just like, Hey, you know what? We're good. But you might start thinking about interactions with your children or with coworkers or with extended family. And what I want to share is that as you begin to really understand yourself when it comes to how you do conflict, when you begin to step into this place where you can have these conversations and talk about emotions with other people, you're not just going to see the conflict in your marriage change. This is the type of resource that actually has such a ripple effect into how you show up and how you interact with others and what you choose to do when conflict does arise. And so I just, I want to encourage all of you, it doesn't matter where you're at or what you're dealing with, learn about your conflict cycle. Learn about these emotions. Learn about what you can do to break the conflict cycle so that you don't have to stay, as one person shared with me, you know, when she saw the the image of the circle, she's like, I kind of felt like I was looking at a hamster wheel and I was trying to figure out how do I get off the hamster wheel? Mm-hmm. And I, I looked at this person and I said, oh my gosh, 100%, that's what it is. 
How do you get off the hamster wheel of conflict so that the two of you are more unified so that, th- that these situations where there is conflict actually become a goldmine of going, what can I learn about you? What did I not know you were going through right now? What are the fears? What are the concerns? What is actually happening behind the scenes that just looks like we're fighting? Where's the disconnect? Mm-hmm. And if we can become couples that are going after, hey, where's the disconnect between the two of us right now? We create, we have such a tremendous opportunity to create the extraordinary in our marriages and in our relationships because now it's not about, hey, I'm just fighting against this person. It's saying, we're disconnected somehow. And what can we do to recreate that connection? Mm. That's a game changer in personal relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, one extraordinary marriage show is all about being intentional and taking action. And this week, you can be intentional and you can take action around conflict and what it looks like in your marriage, maybe with your children, maybe with other family members, maybe with coworkers. To do that, go grab the book. Mm-hmm. Learn all about it. Go to conflictresolutionbook.com. Read it. You know our books are easy reads. This isn't theory. This is practical. This is skill. We want to, We want you to have something in your hands that you can do right now. And so this week, go grab The Six Pillars of Intimacy, Conflict Resolution. Go through it. Grab the, the free workbook that you'll find inside the book so that way you can start working through it and together you guys can have the extraordinary marriage you desire. You have yourselves a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.